Wayne Brown is a clinical social worker and an advocate with a multifaceted commitment to mental health and social justice and community well-being. He's on the program tonight to explore the topic of New Year's resolutions, delving into why people make them and whether it's beneficial in the long run. So welcome back to the program, Wayne. Thank you so much, Patricia. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Do you approach the process of setting New Year's resolutions with your clients? Uh, do you take into account their individual motivations and strengths and challenges? Or do you tell them it's not a good idea to set New Year's resolutions? What is your sort of philosophy on this? I like to let clients lead as to whether or not they choose to embrace uh, the idea of New Year's resolutions as a way to enhance goals. I believe over the course of our clinical relationship that we're always working on goal setting. And just historically, I think New Year's as a milestone has become that point where everyone sees it as a restart date. It's a new year, new month. I always feel like my personally, I always have a mini New Year's always when the new month turns over, refresh a little bit. You, I'm sure you could even do that in daily when a new day starts and reset yourself if you had like a rough day the day before or anything like that. So, Absolutely. One, one thing that when I'm working with individuals who are struggling with addiction, they are extremely mindful of yesterday I did something that I don't want to do and now I need to restart. I need to restart the clock. And so March 13th is my new year or April 17th or whatever. It's having, if having the milestone of January 1st is what's going to motivate someone to make a difficult change in their lives, then I root for that. Yeah, absolutely. In your experience as a therapist, what are some of the common patterns or themes you observe and reasons people make New Year's resolutions? Well, people make New Year's resolutions because there's something about them that they don't like. Maybe they don't like they are still smoking. Maybe they don't like that they their clothes are too tight on them. Uh, they don't like their job. They feel like they're underemployed. The reason why we make resolutions is we make the commitment to, and this is where a lot of people struggle, we make the commitment to feel less sad rather than work towards something that we're excited about. Like, are you saying that they're not really working towards the real problem that's making them sad? It's just working towards a Band-Aid or a quick fix? They haven't. It's tricky because we want someone to have a motivation to change. And one of the things that I encourage with my clients is really defining what are we moving towards, not what are we moving away from. So if I have a client who comes to me and says, I really want to lose weight in the new year we are going to set some very specific goals. I would like to lose five pounds in the month of January. I'd like to be down to X weight by the end of February and keeping accountable to the idea that if the goal is too grand in the beginning, that the likelihood of success will go down. So if someone comes to me and they say that they want to lose 50 pounds in January, that's not a reasonable goal. So we want to work on goals that 
they can experience victory from rather than taking on monumental goals and struggling on January 4th and say, screw it, these resolutions never work anyway. Yeah, absolutely. It can be stressful. Personally, me, I'm a person who I love lists. I love making goals. Uh, I list everywhere. helps me process the day and get things out of my head and get things on paper. Um, but I know it can be overwhelming knowing that you have to do X and Y, so many stuff. So, so people often feel stressed about keeping their resolutions. How do you hand, how do you suggest handling tough times or feel like giving up? Like you just said, like January 4th, that things are overwhelming them and they say, screw it. It's when you're creating your, your resolutions, you need to look at number one, what are you working towards? So I want to lose weight or I want to quit smoking because. Is I have a teenage child and I want to be around to walk them down the aisle when they're older. That's fantastic. And that's a really noble goal. What's something more important to you that's a little bit more proximal, that's more real? Yeah, uh, coming up with a positive future-oriented goal that is concrete. I want to fit better into my clothes. I want my clothes to not smell like cigarettes. And I would love for that to be true by St. Patrick's Day, just to throw out dates. Um, From there, we would start to figure out what are our strengths? What is the plan? And what is the work that we can do towards that plan? And what are the obstacles that we're going to face along the way? I have a whole change plan worksheet that I work with my clients on. It's 15 questions long, and it really gets into the granular. But the the first question about what we're going to do to make changes doesn't happen until the fifth question. Because making the changes is not nearly as important as having the reason why you want to change. So I work with the client to really suss out for themselves, why is this change important for me? You know, because otherwise, whatever the obstacle is going to become extraordinarily difficult very quickly. This is why on January 2nd and 3rd, the gym is always filled. And by January 15th, it's relatively back to normal because we get so excited about our goals. We go into our goals and we're like, this is the year that I'm going to accomplish X. And if you ask them, why is this so important to you? I don't know, but it's really important to me. And so I'm going to do it. And then they go to the gym for a day and that night their muscles are so sore and they wake up in the morning and they didn't have a good night's sleep and they can, you know what? I can go to the gym after work and after work. I'm so tired. I'm just going to go tomorrow. And it's really, if you don't have a meaningful thing that you're working towards, the obstacles that will come with resolution setting will seem far greater. If I'm working towards a goal of, I want to race in the New York Marathon this year, then I've got a date that I need to be ready by. Maybe I download the Couch to Marathon app. Maybe I buy a nice pair of running shoes 
and make a commitment with a running partner to go and run four times per week by the end of January. It's setting specific goals that are meaningful. The number one question is, the number one question is, why do I want to make the change? And number two question is, what do I gain from the change? Absolutely. If, you know, if I haven't, if I haven't internalized what is going to be better for my life, then it's really tough to overcome the challenges that will come. Yeah. You mentioned the app Couch to 5K because I actually use that app uh, when I was going to my running thing. And what I've learned from that app, and I'm sure it applies to other parts of your life, and I do it myself, is, is have that lofty, have that large goal, but also have those small goals. And right. if, if those who are not familiar with the app, it, it, you start off your 5K goal as you run, you walk for two minutes and then you run for 60 minutes and slowly builds up. And long and behold, you know, by the end of 10 weeks or end of whatever, you're running a 5K, like nothing. It's just slowly building up to that. So I'm sure that applies to it's new, even resolution, even goals in your life to have micro goals. Who leading up to yeah, that, that's right. And I refer most often in goal setting around resolution, around smoking and weight loss, because those are the big ones. And if I if I'm a two pack a day smoker and they have been smoking for the past 50 years. And I say at midnight, I'm just going to throw out this pack. It won't be until nine or 10 in the morning where my family members are going to the convenience store for me to buy a pack of cigarettes because I am unbearable. Yeah, because I want to quit, but I don't have my why and I don't have my plan. I'm a former smoker. Quitting smoking is extraordinarily difficult. And if you don't have a reasonable plan or a reasonable motivation, then those stuck points, those craving points are easy to find an excuse why just this one time kicks in. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned the the obstacles that come in that if you don't have a strong why or sort of strong foundation, and to me, that would be like the plan those things can knock you over. Um, and part of dealing with those obstacles is who can you go to that is important in your life that will help you when the obstacles show up? How do you guide people going, growing and improving themselves throughout the year? And are there sort of simple tricks or habits that you find work well for making lasting changes? The Unfortunately, the only way to make lasting changes, it's very boring. It's just to begin small and continue doing. I used to be a guy who went to the gym all the time and that stopped after I had children. Is that a goal for me to get back to the gym? Absolutely. After my kids are more self-sufficient, more independent. Part of setting goals is setting goals on a timeline that is realistic. If you've got an infinite home, and you're working a 40-hour job, and you, your spouse also has a job, and you have all these other obligations, maybe setting a goal of going to the gym five times a week is setting yourself up for failure. So maybe it's, I'm going to wake up an hour early and go for a walk around the neighborhood. Because that is getting, while it's not cardio, 
it's moving your body. It's getting yourself some exercise. Maybe it's using a YouTube workout or an Apple workout or a Roku workout. It's working within the constraints of your situation because we all have constraints. We all have limitations in accomplishing our goals. And we can't, it serves no benefit to resent the fact that we have to go to work because the bank doesn't care whether or not we want to go to work. So we have our schedule, we have X flexibility in our schedule. And the Y is how we get to making the changes incrementally. I really encourage individuals to set reasonably paced goals. So in this change plan worksheet that I referred to, your first goal is what are three things that you can do in the next one to eight days? That's it, just one to eight days. And then the next step is what can we do between day nine and day 30? Because, and I don't ask about after day 30 because by day 31, we're doing a new change plan worksheet because if you've been sticking with your goals, you're at a place on day 31 that you could not have visualized on day zero. So why set day 31 goals when we don't have any earthly idea where you're going to be? Absolutely. Yeah. You wouldn't leave the house going to a location not knowing what's your destination. So exactly. And that's exactly why you have to have a clear destination as to I want to lose weight because I'm getting married this year or my my child has this event or I want to be healthier because my doctor told me that I'm pre-diabetic or I want to quit smoking because I keep coughing and it makes me feel really self-conscious about the cough. Plus, my mother died from lung cancer and that's something that is disconcerting to me. So in setting the goal of I want to quit smoking because my family member died from this horrible disease, it's not I don't want to die like my parent did. It's I want to quit smoking because I want to live to see this grand event. And I want to see all these smaller events beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those are, are for me personally, that would be strong. I would think would be strong motivators for anyone to have. You have a private practice in the Buffalo Niagara area, right? Willow Grove Counseling. Do you want to talk about that before we go? Sure. Yeah, sure. So at Willow Grove Counseling, I work with all sorts of individuals. My youngest clients are in elementary school. My oldest clients are in their 70s and 80s. And what I work with my clients on is really client-centered. It's if you come to me and you're struggling with an emotion, a difficult and trying event in your life, a thing that just seems overwhelming to process, we work together to figure out resolution. And sometimes that's making peace with our past. I do a lot of trauma work. And one thing that's important in understanding trauma work is no matter how good we are at working with the trauma, 
it doesn't undo the past. This is actually part of resolutions as well, is sometimes we make resolutions based on past negative experiences. And we cannot outrun our past, no matter how fast we are. However, we can learn to adjust and manage the way we experience our past because it's not about it's not about making the past go away. It's about making sure we're not reliving the past every time something triggers a memory. Yeah. And that's where I work with my clients is just quieting those negative past voices and working towards something that is meaningful to my clients in their short, mid and long-term future. Well, we're talking to Wayne Brown, counselor, educator, and speaker. Uh, we have private practice at Willow Grove Counseling in the Buffalo, Niagara area. And we're talking about New Year's resolution. But thank you so much, Wayne, for joining us again. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining us on the program again. Have a wonderful new year.